I also want to remind everybody, go support soccer this afternoon tonight, and uh, Lady Shap Volleyball has a game tonight and Friday and Saturday too, so make sure you support them. Uh, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to introduce our speaker. I'm, I'm starting my 18th year as a dean of students, which is a long time. And in that time, uh, I've gotten to see God work in, uh, in the stories of our students in a lot of different ways. But uh, your speaker today, may, it may be the, the biggest transformation and kind of the biggest uh, realization that life isn't about us. It's really about Jesus that I've ever seen. And so uh, close to a year ago, um, really in January, Braxton came to me and said, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And as he talked about what God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit uh, was doing in his life, it like, I'll be honest, he left my office and I was like, I want what that kid's got. I want that kind of passion. I want that kind of zeal for the spirit to move. And we've had a number of conversations since then. And, and to say I'm proud would, would be a really huge understatement. I'm awe, in awe of what God is doing in this kid's life. And so when one of your own, when a student athlete can get up before you to say, let me tell you about Jesus Uh, I know you may have your phone in front of you. I know you may be uh, talking to someone else. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit's going to speak through this kid. So uh, let's show a lot of love and give a warm welcome to Mr. Braxton Floyd. Appreciate you, Josh, for those kind words. Those words are a lot better than the words I heard in your office about a year ago when I snuck my girlfriend into the dorms. Um... (laughs) So I thank you for that. Like you said, my name is Braxton Floyd. Um, I've been a Christian all my life. I was raised in the church and I was baptized when I was 12 years old, mainly to take part in communion because I kind of felt left out. I led Bible studies in high school. I went to church camps and I worked at church camps, but I never knew what having a real relationship with God looked like. In the New Testament, in Matthew 15, Jesus describes these people. uh, They're called Pharisees. And he describes them as people who honor me with their lips, but whose hearts are far from me. And that pretty much summed up my life. You see, I was willing to accept Jesus as my Savior. I believe that he died and rose again on the third day, and that he died for our sins, and I believe that. But LCU, even demons believe that. But I wasn't willing to make Jesus Lord of my life. I never wanted to deny myself to pick up my cross and follow him with everything I had. That was way too much to ask. I had my life to live, and I liked my life more. Going out, getting drunk, hooking up with girls, profanity coming out of my mouth, taking the Lord's name in vain. It was pitiful and pathetic. I did not care about church, even though I went sometimes. When I did go, I was often hung over from the, the good night uh, before. But at least I went, right? That's what I kept telling myself. At least I went to church. And all I cared about in life was pleasing myself and using people to get what I wanted. It was all about me and what I could get out of life, but why not though, right? Isn't that what the world tells us? Follow your heart, follow your desires. When in all reality, this book says, the heart is the most deceitful above all things for who can understand it. Well, God wasn't having it. I started having anxiety attacks. I started thinking about death often. And I thought to myself, I proclaim Christianity, but this book contradicts the way that I'm living saying I'm actually not a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that made me very uncomfortable. And I didn't like it. See, I claimed to have fellowship with God, but I was walking in darkness. And I was lying to myself and lying to others. And I was not living out the truth. 
And so I became aware of my lifestyle, but I didn't want to change. I didn't want to follow this book. That wouldn't be any fun. I was having a lot of fun doing what I wanted to do. It was almost like there was a spiritual force keeping me from opening this book because it knew the power that this thing has. And once again, my purpose was to please myself at the expense of others and to use people for what I wanted. And then in November this last year, a child of God, someone that I had used for my pleasure, a girl that I had hooked up with a while back, committed suicide. And when I looked through our text messages, the only thing in those text messages was her address. And then it clicked for me. My purpose on earth is not about me at all. It's not about us. It's about glorifying God, praising God, and leading other people to God. My fellow classmates, many of you have seen the 180 that has sort of happened in my life, and I'd love to sit up here and take credit for that, but I can't. I've tried to change. I've tried to get rid of this anger that's in my heart. I've tried that. This new life that I'm living in Christ is all credit to Him. I don't walk the same. I don't talk the same, and I don't think the same. I decided I'm tired of serving the evil one, the prince of the air, Satan. I've been serving him long enough. I'm going to start deciding to serve God with every fiber of my being. I'm going to pick up my cross and follow him daily. And the question I began to ask myself before I made this decision was, God made me. My life technically isn't even my life because God gave it to me as a free gift. Why was it so hard for me to give my life back to God when it wasn't mine in the first place? And once I finally did that, I found true purpose, fulfillment, and I'm confident you will too. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like I don't understand where, and pretend like I don't know where every single person's walk is with Christ. But I do want to say this before I move on. If the church has hurt you, if someone who has proclaimed Christianity has hurt you and done something very evil to you, I want to say I'm genuinely sorry, but that is not God. God did not do that to you. People did that to you, and we're a fallen, we're a fallen creature who, who all need a Savior. In LCU, quite frankly, we all have a problem that we cannot solve. All the money in the world, accomplishments, good looks, achievements, trophies, self-help books cannot raise you and I from the dead. If in the beginning God did not create the heavens and the earth, if this is not what happened, we got no chance of getting off this planet alive. You see, it's time to wake up to reality, and this is something I had to really understand. We're not galactic stardust that somehow evolved over billions of years, and we have consciousness from nature, and we have some kind of moral law that we measure right and wrong from. You were created in the image of God, the creator of everything around you, the sun, the moon, the stars, created you, and was well pleased with what he made, and you were valued, and you were loved. But love is freely given and God cannot force us to love him. I cannot say to my girlfriend, I love you so much, I'm going to force you to love me. That's like Jeffrey Dahmer type stuff. <laughs> love doesn't work like that, and God doesn't work like that either. We chose to not choose God and his commandments. And sin entered into the world, and we have been separated from God ever since. And we've been dead in our sins. But LCU, we serve an awesome God. A God full of love and compassion and mercy. And we have the greatest hope that humanity has to offer. What year is it, LCU? It's 2023. Let's walk it back. 2022, 2021, 2020. Just keep walking it back. Eventually, you're going to get to the year zero. 
something rather large happened in the year zero because we're counting time by whatever happened in the year zero. You know why we're counting time by him? Matthew 1.23 says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The creator of the universe humbles himself, chooses to become a man into a nasty world that he created. It is tempted in every single way that we are, except he never made one mistake. He suffered and was crucified at the hands of Pontius Pilate, and he claims... That if we put our faith in him, if we deny ourselves, that he can raise us from the grave to have eternal life. Now that's a story I want to be a part of. See, and Paul says in Galatians 2.20, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And when we die and go into the presence of God, God isn't going to see Braxton Floyd. He's not going to see Tanner Schmedium Higgins, wherever he's at. Right, President McDowell? Or any of you LCU, if you have God living in, if you have Jesus living inside of you, and when you die and you go into the presence of God, He's going to see Jesus. He's going to credit His righteous life to you, and act as if you had lived Jesus' life. That is what happened on the cross two thousand years ago. You can't earn it, can't work for it. It's already been done. You can't pay God off. If you're wondering where to find true purpose, fulfillment, and meaning. I'm up here today saying I've searched in all places. And anger has always taken a part of my life. And the only place you're going to find true purpose and fulfillment is in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And I thought truly following God would take away my fun. I didn't think I needed God. This book is not just a bunch of rules that is a killjoy. It claims to have what all people want and wonder about eternal life from front to back this book tells us the story of fallen humanity redemption and grace and how jesus of nazareth defeated sin and death and is now at the right hand of god interceding for us on our behalf and he's coming back very soon the bible says seek with a sincere heart and you will find ask and it will be given knock and the door will be opened I hope we continue to encourage one another, lead one another, and love one another, and give God access to every fiber of our being, because it will change your life. And at, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I love y'all so much. Y'all have a blessed day. You are dismissed.